In today's bonus episode, join us as real estate heavyweights have a chance to go some extra rounds into this week's topic. Hey everyone, I'm here with Amber Zaragoza. Hey Amber. Hi Jen, how you doing? Super. And she's with Cincinnati Historic Homes and they serve um, Cincinnati, Ohio. And Amber, I'm wondering, what are your thoughts on should agents specialize as a listing agent or a buyer agent, or should they do both? Yeah, I have so many thoughts on this topic. Um, and <laughs> Tell me I want to preface this with these are my thoughts and they're the thoughts that align with what is right with, for me and also what has seemed to work in our team. I believe that it is very valuable for any agent to spend some time working with both sets of clients. I think that if you're going to be successful with buyers, especially in a market like the one we're currently in, which is very competitive Mm -hmm. and it just fast paced, you need to know how a seller thinks. Um, Okay. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. I, so I had some clients who were looking at a home. We looked at a handful of homes as one does when the market is like this for buyers. And we put in a really, really competitive offer, but we didn't win the home. And a lot of my buyers, they, they do not put in, I don't work with people and put in 30 offers. We are doing a handful within a handful. We've got your house. And that is because like, I understand how sellers think and can help my buyers position their offer. And sometimes it's just about asking intelligent questions, what's important to the seller, but you have to to be experienced enough to know what the challenges are on the other side of the table. So I had an instance last summer where I had some clients who were looking at a beautiful home in Clifton and they were so excited about it. And we didn't quite position ourselves correctly and we lost the house and we all kind of kicked ourselves but we learned that we lost the house to a lower offer. Interesting. And, yeah, it was interesting. It was a scenario where the the other buyer just offered something that the sellers knew the house was going to need and offered something that um that those sellers valued over more money. They this was a interesting house. It had some water issues and I think they ultimately went with someone who uh, who they knew had the capability to fix the house. So it was a really good thing on the seller's side. Like it turned out great in the end. <laughs> but that that scenario, that particular house kind of haunts me because I feel like as a buyer's agent, I should have done a better job of positioning myself and asking smarter questions before we even put in the offer. But do you think that, I mean, I understand what you're saying and I understand the logic of like, if you work with both, then perhaps you're more uniquely qualified to understand the other side. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, I mean, just into the psychology, yes. Yeah, Yeah. but I'm wondering that like, yes, I also think that I get that piece. But do you think that like, if you specialize in one, then you're more often working and negotiating with people on the other side? I don't know if, if that, if you would get to the same conclusion, but you're saying that you think it's going to be, it would be different somehow. I'm just saying that someone who works with both buyers and sellers understands Uh that the opposite groups needs at a given time. Um, So flip this with switch to the opposite side, the, you know, the listing side, the seller side, a seller is going to be 
they need to know what buyers are thinking at the given time. And if I am an agent right. who has not worked with a buyer since, you know, 1985, then, <laughs> then how am I going to know what buyers are thinking today? That actually happened to me because I used to never work with buyers, like never. Or if I did, it was like investors. So not like real buyers. Yeah. And, and they think completely differently. It's so different. Yeah. And that, I guess, brings up a good point too. Like interesting, like what types of people should you specialize in a type of person that you work with? But that's a different podcast. So um, before, and this was like 10 years ago when I first started, I, I wouldn't leave the property disclosures or anything. Cause I was like, I mean, they're all online. And this was like, this is, I think even before, this is before dot loop. Right. And so an agent told me, she's like, why don't you leave them? I was like, why don't you pull them down? And she was like, it's just so much easier to make an offer from a buyer's agent and a buyer perspective. If they were just there, then I could grab them and make the offer. And I was like, oh, right. But see that information I picked up by communicating with her, not because I represented the buyer, you know, but I see your point. Maybe I would have known that. How do I have represented a buyer would be your point. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I think that there's a lot of value and specialization. I, like I said, I have many thoughts on the topic. I can see, um, I can hear you thinking. <laughs> but I also think that it, it it matters how well you communicate with the other people on the other side of the table and how well they're communicating with you. I True. mean, how many agents did you speak to in regards to that house before right. someone said it makes it easier to make an offer? It's not the other agent's responsibility to tell you how to better present that home it's it's your responsibility to think through all the at steps. What point, mm-hmm. yeah like at what point can you remove friction to make this easier and faster for everyone involved right but I'm also then wondering you know I think I make this point often on the podcast I'm wondering too if if that is also because you mentioned communication and that's a huge thing yeah so then that's kind of the nature of increasing our barrier to entry to a lesser number of agents that are doing the business more often. I Mm. wonder if that would make a difference if they specialized or not. I, that's a great question, Jen. I wonder though. I don't, that's, yeah. yeah, Who knows? (laughs) I think most agents do both, but I know there was like a time that when people talked about a lot, I mean, people are talking about building teams, but they're more like mega teams. So like before where there was a time that people would talk about building these like smaller teams and it was specialized. Well, and then uh-huh. the mega team structure uh, benefits the client ultimately. I don't have any particular thoughts on that, but I'm just, I'm curious. Do you think that's the best thing? You know us? what? I think that's a good podcast question. <laughs> <laughs> For another date. Exactly. I feel like there's a rant coming on. So I'm no, going to pause. I'm not prepared to even talk on the subject, but. <laughs> that's a um, great question though. I love it. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask Monica if she wants to talk about that and get her point of view. Monica um, would be perfect for that. So maybe streamline your thoughts and we'll get back to that one. Yeah. On the next podcast. But yeah, this is an interesting topic. I, I can see the benefits, the pros and cons. I think that before a lot of teams were doing it specializing, but I think it was more out of fear that if the agents knew 
all the parts of the business that they would then leave, which to me is not a very good reason to oh, not specialize. Yeah. I was never on a mega team. I can tell you from the perspective of like our team structure that we have, we don't have buyer agent, seller agent roles because, you know, we work together and we help each other get our work done. But, uh, I, this, let me take us back to our focus. Like, I really think that working on both sides, like if I think our, our job is about our network and doing really great work for the people that we commit to. Yeah. And a lot of times for a lot of us, it's people we care about outside of a real estate transaction. Mm-hmm. And if you're working both sides of a transaction, you are uniquely on a regular basis. You're in a uniquely positioned to help someone who is making a a sale and a purchase at the same time. You can help them understand like, what's more important? Do you need to buy first? Do you need to sell first? You can have those right. you know, come to Jesus talks if you need to tell someone like, you just have to sell your house first. Mm-hmm. Um, or you, that's a huge question. I think that's a big friction point in our market right now. People are afraid to sell their homes because they don't know where they're going to go. And, and they should watch the video that I would just put up on that. They absolutely <laughs> <should>. <laughs> I'll send they it to you. Should. But I think that when you are well-versed on both sides, you are uniquely positioned to like help. Be a creative too. Be creative. Mm-hmm. Like, find the solution that's right for that person and understand it and not try to make people's real estate is, is part of the business of living your life. Right. When you try to take the business of living someone's life and like fit it into a box, that's just business. The people get forgotten. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, there's a story. We'll save that for another time. (laughs) (laughs) There there are stories, but it nothing, nothing, you know, Yeah, (laughs) I get it. Well, this is interesting. I think you've brought up a lot of questions um, and I appreciate your perspective and thank you for coming on. It's always a pleasure. I I will, I will leave it with, this is what's right for me in my career right now. And also for my clients. And um, just also let you know that the Cincinnati Historic Homes team, the other members also serve Northern Kentucky. Oh, good. So Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Not me. I'm Cincinnati only. Oh, yes, you. Okay. Well, that's okay. Thank you, Amber. Thanks, Jen. It was really nice to talk to you. Talk to you soon. Okay. Have a good one. Hey, everyone. I'm here with Roy Webb. Hey, Roy. Hello. Hello. And he is the regional partner at Key Realty, and they serve Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio. So I appreciate you being on. Okay, Um, I know you deal with a lot of agents. So yeah. what do you tell them about specializing either as like a buyer agent or a listing agent? You mean if they ask if they want to do it or <laughs> like, I don't really. Let's do both scenarios. Okay. Well, you know, it's weird because we just had another, uh, an experienced agent join my team, join us, our brokerage last, this week actually. Okay. And um, she sold like 24 houses last year and 22 of them were buyers. Oh, wow. And she just went on and on about how much she loves working with buyers, doesn't want another listing. She really loves first-time home buyers. I'm starting oh, to think, okay. Bless her. Yeah, you know, what's wrong with her? But um, <laughs> she, she's really good with them. She's a caretaker. It's her personality type. She really likes to do it. So um, she's like, you know, if I never had another listing again, I'd be fine with it. And I'm just going, wow, okay. Great. Which is kind of, you know, goes against 
how I think, you know, list to live, you want as many listings as you can get and all that stuff. But she, um, she really is for that side of it. So if I had to like, you know, I think it really depends on the personality type. Let's say you had to pick a side, either you're for specialization or you think everybody should do both. Which side are you? Yeah. (laughs) Which side are you picking? This is like when your wife goes, which shoe? Right. You got to pick the shoe and you're like, you better not pick the wrong one. Left. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like if I had to, if I had to pick a side or. Yeah. Let's, yeah. You. Is that what your question was? What was your question? My question was if you had to pick a side either. And I guess it was more about like, do you think in general people should specialize or do both? Which would you do? Which would, would you say is your side? I like, uh, yeah, I like both of it. I, I really, it's a tough one for me. I, if the original argument, like I do believe you should be able to do both sides. You know, you should be able to, because if I'm helping you sell your house and then you go, okay, Roy, I'm selling this house for 150, but I, my uncle just passed away and left me a boatload of money. So I'm going to buy a million dollar house. Do you know anybody who can help me with that? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, but I'll be happy to sell your 150. This is going to be fun, right? Right. Um, it's definitely two different skill sets. It I mean, is. it definitely, definitely is. There's some of the same traits, but a lot of the skill sets are the same. I would probably pick, I don't know. I really like working with buyers. I yeah. do like working with buyers. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't know. I like I like it both. I don't. I know you can't have it both ways. But let but. me ask you this. Do you think, uh, I know money agents do both. And, and based on your example, I can understand why you would say do both. But yeah. I'm wondering, is that because of the nature of how our business is sort of set up, that we all run our own businesses rather than cooperate? So what if, well, which, you know, anyway, whole different caveat about cooperation, yeah, that is. but- Capital C cooperation. (laughs) Thanks, Ann Uckman. All right. So what if in a world that the real estate teams were actually true teams where they all work together? Everybody did. (laughs) That's not a thing. I thought that was a thing. (laughs) Also another topic. I can see I'm going to have you on there. No, I mean, on Instagram, everybody looks so happy on Facebook. All these teams, they like go to Ryan guys together and they work together. Yes. Wait, they're squabbling. (laughs) Yes. You shut your mouth. That is not true. Okay. So what? I'm just saying more of like where you don't say, Hey, this is our buyer's agent, but it's like really a consultation between all parties for the client and the client's best interest, but then each person did handle like their piece of the pie. Do you think there, but they all, there was like a communication about it. Like if you have a patient, you have all the doctors in the room and they all like try to figure out it all together. Like something like that. Do you think there would be, do you think it would be good to specialize then? Or do you still think like that probably you wouldn't really understand all the sides still, and it's better to understand both sides of the transaction. And we're talking about people who struggle with dot loop. I mean, I know. <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure we're talking about the same people, right? Okay, so, you know, I don't know. I think I think it just depends on the personality type. I really do, because I'm a driver, and I like to get things done. I like to control the situation. I like, yeah. I like that. So for somebody who doesn't... But you like buyers. I do, uh, for the most part, because I like helping them solve that problem. 
because okay. that that's that can be a tricky problem. You know, I've got this mm-hmm. issue and I've got to be out by this time and I've got to find something in this price range. And I've got to, I mean, I kind of like that. Uh, you know, I kind of have some rules that that's a whole nother talk when I work with buyers. Like I don't show 48 houses. I don't do that. I don't, yeah. you know, um, but I, I like listings as well. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a solution to it. I mean, I think, you know, the only reason that there are really teams is because the team lead has so many leads generated that they have to, they're creating this brand and they want to spread it out and get their name out there. Allegedly. Allegedly. there That's the key word because it's, and I think without foreshadowing too much, I think the better technology gets really, it kind of, I mean, if you can do it, with technology, you don't need a person to do it. Is it going to start diminishing the, the amount of teams that we see? I don't know. I don't know, but what do you think? I think there's a lot of things that we do on both sides of the transaction that require a person. I do too. I do too. Yeah, personal touch. I mean, there's just, you can you can have dot loop and you can have all these different really cool technology things that come in play. At the end of the day, though, technology doesn't create a human connection with an experience of, you know what, I'm reading over this residential property disclosure, and look, here's what I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It actually, when you were talking, too, it came to mind if we had, like, if technology came into play, and let's say they took over a listing agent's position, Mm -hmm. and it was like, okay, Right now, the technology is not available for them to have a sense of how the space feels. Right. But a lot of the feeling is done through color, like done through the senses, right? Right. So like, what if the technology was like, okay, the senses, we know that these colors are in. So we'll just call it grays. So it could tell if the paint is like gray and it like checks the box. Or like, what does it smell like? We know that like cookies or vanilla or whatever is a good smell. And it's like- Or old people. Like, what if it smells like cats? Right. You know, or like, just is like, there a box for that? <laughs> right. Like, maybe there is, because technology is crazy. With that, So I wonder, could it actually replace, because that adds and subtracts from the value, right? Like an appraisal, sort of, but better. Because you're atta- you're saying like, okay, is this furniture, like where did this furniture come from? Or something like when was it bought? Because it's all scanned. That's true. Oh man, look, we just invented some new technology. We did. Toe-to-toe technology. I know. We're like, we can never be replaced. Except. Like the cashiers at Walmart. Yeah, they said that too. Except. Yeah, and now they have self-checkouts. like one with 48 do-it-yourself lanes. Right. I get it. I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people, I guess my rub is, is like a lot of people say that you should do both, but I think that they're saying that because they don't have enough business on either side and they're saying it out of lack. Okay. So let's talk about that. So if that was the case, let's, let's flash back to the downturn. Can you imagine being in the downturn? I don't know if you were an agent then I came in during the downturn in 2010. That's when I started to 2008. Okay. So can you imagine like being at Hondros and all of a sudden they're saying, okay, before your test, you have to pick which one you're going to do for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh gosh, okay. Um, I guess I'll represent, I'll represent sellers. Yeah. And then the downturn happens and you're like, 
Okay, uh -oh. I'm I'm going to go find a job today at Arby's. Yeah. I mean, you're going to right because yeah. that was. But horrible. I don't think that's how it would work. So, like, back to like a doctor. So the doctor does rounds, right? I mean, I'm not a doctor, and I've never been through med school. But I, I believe how it works is is they try different things for a period of time. Correct. I don't know. My wife is a my wife is a nurse. Has been a nurse at Children's for 20 years. She's got her master's in um, nursing education and. She's on the vascular access transport team. So they put like pick lines in kids. Uh-huh. Very like, we can't really talk about jobs because she'll be like, how was your day? And I'm like, oh, I sold a house. How was yours? I saved three lives. It's, you know, it's not like. Yeah. Like, same, okay. same. Right. right. See, prior to that, she was in the neonatal ICU. And so, you know, I guess it's kind of like the core. She knows enough like core stuff that, that everybody knows. And then whatever she wants to specialize in, she goes into that she department. She doesn't specialize. To do it. So it's kind of the same with this, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, you know, the, the job is the same. There's just a few varying factors on, on both sides, right? There is, but it is a different skill set. Oh, yeah. Those varying factors are very oh, yeah. wide. So like to your point, I mean, my preference is sellers mostly because i mean i like the business side of the transaction mm -hmm. i like the the money side the doing the net sheet the like yeah. you know the psychology of it whereas like a buyers to your point from before is really more can can depending on the buyers be more of a coddling more of a it's a more of an emotional side i think probably on that part yeah, right? and I don't think anybody's ever told me that I coddle too much ever. Never, you don't so. look like a coddler. I'm just no. throwing that out there. <laughs> no, no, no I, so, I'm with you. But so like, I guess the vision I was thinking was maybe, and we've talked, I've talked about this on the podcast a lot. It's like, okay, maybe we have an apprentice program where you don't have to choose at the school, but like instead you do the different aspects of it and then in a couple of years, you mm -hmm. come out and now you understand what is your role in the field and you come out and then you do like that bit of it. I don't know. Yeah. And then what happens if you're like learning your, your skill set and then all of a sudden you go, I don't like this. I want to try. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'd rather you learn that and say that under oh, like yeah. an apprenticeship program than after you've ruined when you know oh. we go out there and we practice on the public but that's not really a service to the public i don't think no and and i i do think you're right i think you know there's a lot of of new agents what's the what's the attrition rate 80 percent in three oh, years yeah. 77 80 yeah, like in three years yeah so think about that i mean what other industry has that kind of attrition rate literally i mean telemarketing maybe maybe <laughs> maybe i mean I yeah. mean, that's a very high because it's, it, you're taught to pass a test that really, you're taught to pass a test that deals with the rules of the job. Yeah. Right. And right. then you're not taught to prospect. You're not taught, I mean, people are coming to out. To deal with the people or the emotional right. part of the job. Right. They're going, wait a minute. What do I, I don't like, nobody's calling me. How come nobody's calling me to, don't they know I have my license now? Right. Like, I can do this. Right. Why isn't anybody calling me? Because I can sell houses. It's like, can you? Or did you just pass a test? Right. Right. They can't. Right. <laughs> so I think like what you're saying is given how it currently is, it likely makes more sense for people to be able to do both. 
I think so. That way, you know, there, it's it's two sided. I mean, honestly, a little bit of it is like, okay, if you're gonna fail, just fail fast and get it up. Figure out you don't like it and go on. Yeah. Right? And because there's a lot of steps involved, there's a lot of things involved. There's a lot of tasks. There's a lot of mm-hmm. paperwork. There's a lot of too much paperwork. We can argue. We can argue that there's a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of um, there's just a lot, right? We there's need a lot to have learn, psychology so. degrees, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you become a. <laughs> You become a, a financial advisor inadvertently. Right. You become a marriage counselor, a lawyer, you, uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. a remodeler, a decorator. Right. Like you just a handyman. Yeah. Yes, you're like, oh no, that's a simple fix. Yeah, no, just move <laughs> the whole load bearing wall. You'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's a it's a really interesting job. So it, it's never the same twice. No, never. 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 Even if it's the same client. Yeah, it's never the same twice. There's yeah. always some kind of little like what that right. happened. So that's yeah. funny. Well, we sort of went down a rabbit hole, but I hope people yeah, find did. it helpful. <laughs> we did. Well, yeah, sorry about that. Um, but it was great to have you on. Thank oh, you thanks. so much. No, thank you. We hope you enjoyed diving deeper into this week's topic with our real estate heavyweights. If you're interested in becoming a featured heavyweight, please reach out through our toe-to-toe podcast Facebook page.